his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Another day, another allegation by a female staffer of Governor Cuomo that he groped her at the executive mansion. I'm Marla Diamond. The new stimulus plan includes a restaurant rescue. Restaurants, help is on the way. I'm Sean Adams. In the March 11th milestones, it was a year ago the World Health Organization officially declared COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. And in the year since... You know, every time I've come here, I've been in a wheelchair. And so to finally, after a year, be able to walk in felt so good. Peter Haskell takes us to a long-haul COVID treatment center. One year ago today, COVID shut down the NBA. Flying home knowing that there is nothing on the calendar now. This is Brad Heller. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. Good morning through the fog. Lots of it this morning. It's going to be beautiful later, though. 65 to 70 for most of us, 50s by the water. I'm Wayne Cabot. It is Thursday. It's the 11th of March, and last night brought the most explosive allegation yet against Governor Cuomo when the Albany Times Union detailed the claims of the sixth woman to come forward the day before. This takes the already serious allegations to a new level. Marla Diamond is live with that and the fallout. Marla, what do we know about the latest accuser and what is she claiming? Wayne, a person with direct knowledge of the woman's claims tells the Albany Times Union that the governor groped the female aide at the executive mansion late last year while they were alone behind closed doors in his private residence on the second floor. She had been called to the mansion under the apparent pretext of having her assist the governor with a technical issue involving his mobile phone. Assemblyman Ron Kim, who has wrangled with Cuomo in recent days after calling him a bully, tells WCBS reporter Mac Rosenberg Cuomo needs to go. It's absolutely disgusting, Mac. The latest credible allegation against Andrew Cuomo is now a case of sexual assault. And I can't believe this man is still in office. A vocal group of mostly progressive Democrats has called for the governor to resign or to be impeached. Marla, what's the reaction from the governor? He denied the report, um, saying that it is gut-wrenching and added in a statement to the Times Union that he would not speak to the specifics of this or any other allegation given the ongoing review but he says he is confident in the result of the attorney general's report. Marla, thanks. Governor Cuomo said recently that now is not the time to talk about if he's going to run for a fourth term as he had planned, but others are 
Lining up now, including, says the New York Post, former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino, Republican, who ran against Cuomo in 2014 and lost by about 14 points. Long Island Congressman Lee Zeldin is also considering running for governor as a Republican. It's the Morning News Roundup on Thursday, and what happened yesterday was really profound in this country. It is a shift more now towards government having a direct role in trying to help people as opposed to having a stand-back approach ever since Ronald Reagan in 1981. And there's big money in this just-passed COVID relief bill that President Biden will sign tomorrow. It's going to help restaurants and bars hopefully survive a long year of big losses. Sean Adams is here about that. Sean, who is going to qualify in this and uh, how much can they get? Well, how much? $28.6 billion. It's a lifeline for struggling restaurants just barely scraping by during the pandemic. Who is eligible? Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer explains. We make sure that our independent restaurants, not these big chains, can come in and get it. You know, we don't want Lobster Pound or Olive Garden. We have nothing against them, but they don't need the help the way our independent restaurants do. How much they get will depend on lost revenue. The Small Business Administration will review applications and calculate the losses. Uh, previously, restaurants, uh, they were lumped together with all small businesses uh, in the Paycheck uh, Protection Program. Uh, these grants are for independent restaurants. So this is an exclusive uh, program here. The money can be used for a lot of different things, uh, employee payroll, benefits, supplies, rent, even debt. Wayne? Sean, I guess for a lot of restaurants, it's already too late, isn't it? Sadly, it is. The Independent Restaurant Coalition estimates more than 100,000 restaurants have closed over the past year. You see them. Walk around your town. Dark, forlorn-looking storefronts on many main streets. You know, Even in a good year, the profit margin for a restaurant is slim, so not everyone has been able to survive on takeout and sidewalk service. John Stock futures right now indicating a higher open at the bell. Joe Connolly is here now with this morning's big money story. And Joe, apartment rentals have really started surging in New York. Wayne, new apartment leases in Manhattan have risen, not by the most since the pandemic began. They rose by the most in 10 years in February. New leases were 112% above February of last year. And Miller Samuel Appraisers says it's because of people trading up because rents have come down. Doorman buildings lured new renters at more than twice the rate as other buildings. The rents are still high. Manhattan's average rent is still $3,800 a month, even though that's down about 14% from last February, according to the appraisers, 3800 Realtors say this reaffirms the strength in the expensive Manhattan real estate market. Still, there's uncertainty about whether the rental market can rebound given the virus variants looming and the slow pace of vaccinations, though that is picking up. And the experts are saying that they believe that the virus will be contained, the new variants will be contained generally by the vaccines and by us continuing the standard precautions for a while longer. Appraiser Jonathan Miller says people are not going to return to Manhattan until they feel safe and we're seeing that gradually becoming less of a concern. In Brooklyn, new leases more than doubled from a year ago. In northwest Queens, they're up 73%. What a difference from the news of one year ago. Yeah, Joe, that's for sure. And what a difference for people who have had COVID in the past year and have recovered or at least lost the virus in their blood, but have they really recovered? 
We will bring you to some place that is working on that right now. Straight ahead on the Morning News Roundup. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Now in the Morning News Roundup, the weather day ahead with the exergen forecast and all the fog's going to be out of here soon, I guess, Craig Allen? It'll start to burn off as we go through the morning hours and uh, it's patchy, dense. Some areas, not so bad. Visibility, three, four, five miles. Other areas, it suddenly drops down to half mile, quarter mile. And you have to be really careful about that uh, until you get out of that uh, dense fog patch. So that's your morning. That's what's going to be around this morning. And temperatures are basically in the 30s in the suburbs and mid 40s around the city. As we get on into the afternoon, and that fog does burn away, 65 to 70 from the city on inland and 50s along the coastline with that wind still off the ocean. Tonight, mostly cloudy. There could be a late night shower. Same thing for Friday morning. During that time span, a shower or two here and there. Then a mix of sun and clouds with a breezy, drier wind for tomorrow, 64 to 68, a west wind. Saturday and Sunday, though, will be chillier with highs 45 to 50, but also dry for the weekend. 45 now, humidity 89%. The wind is south at 7, and today's high 65 to 70 later on. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Truth is, for most COVID patients, the virus clears up in a matter of weeks. Done, it seems. But for hundreds of thousands, if not more, post-COVID symptoms are a lot more devastating. And WCBS reporter Peter Haskell visited Mount Sinai Center for post-COVID care. Hi, good to see you. How are you? you? I am good. How are you? Much better. (laughs) I know. Look at you. No wheelchair. Yes, that is amazing. Last time I was at the post-COVID center was about... um, December. And, you know, every time I've come here, I've been in a wheelchair. And so to finally, after a year, be able to walk in felt so good to be able to walk into the doctors and and tell them that I'm walking. And it just, it's an amazing feeling. 28-year-old Caitlin Barber was a runner who survived COVID. She was crushed by the post-COVID symptoms. I was exhausted to the point where I, I couldn't get off the couch. And that was the biggest issue along with um, the body aches, the headache, um, the dizziness, the loss of sense of taste and smell, the mind fog. This was early in the pandemic and her doctors in the Catskills said the problems were in her head. It was terrible. I cried myself to sleep every night. Um, I, I knew that there was something wrong. I did not, I, that I was not right. There is something wrong in my body. Things changed when she came here to Mount Sinai. They came up with a whole plan of breath work, physical therapy, compression stockings, salt and fluids. You know, I think the key is that you're doing things so gradually. Like it's Dr. Joan Bosco gets the frustration. For a lot of these things, there really is no, no treatment or cure. There's not like, you know, a medication or a pill we can give that will make them feel better. But there is reason for hope. This is all sort of projection, but I think that the majority of post-COVID patients are going to get better. There's a lot of long haulers out there that are really, really suffering, and I hope to be the hope for them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's really it. Obviously, we'll be in communication. Typically, it's like every six months to follow up. Maybe hear about the hope, hear about the information on what we're learning about post-COVID care on this week's 880 In-Depth, wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Morning News Roundup on WCBS, and it was a year ago. Rudy Gobert's positive COVID test forced the NBA to suspend the season, and then one by one, every sport followed suit. A moment every sports fan will remember where they were when the game stopped. Brad Heller, I'm sure you remember. 
Yeah, Wayne, good morning. I was on a flight coming back from spring training, covering the Mets for a few days and watching my beloved Syracuse team on the plane, and then they broke in on ESPN to say Rudy Gobert tested positive and the NBA suspended the season. The Nets were on the West Coast. They were on a West Coast trip and getting ready to play the Warriors in San Francisco was going to be one of the first games without fans. I spoke to Chris Carino, the radio voice of the Nets on the fan, who said he had Pearl Jam tickets for April, and Pearl Jam canceled the tour that week. And Chris said for him that was eye-opening. And then you had the Gobert positive test. The Nets instructed everybody in the traveling party to stay in their hotel rooms that night in San Francisco, and they flew home the next day. You went from just having the you know late season West Coast swing where it's uh, going to be very busy for us to flying home knowing that there is nothing on the calendar now. The next few months are, are clear and it was surreal and it was odd and you know, we obviously we got home and then the quarantine started. Yeah, it was the following day that St. John's and Creighton played the first half of their Big East tournament game at the Garden, and that was the last game of any kind for months, as we know. And as the Big East and all these other conference tournaments ramp up today, Wayne, uh, fans appreciate these games more than ever. I know I do. Yeah, my apologies to Chris for stepping on him, by the way. But speaking of the Nets, Brad, still know Kevin Durant as they come back from the All-Star break. Yeah, Durant's going to miss a 10th straight game tonight as the Nets face the Celtics. That hamstring injury is still a problem. He's not going to be reevaluated until next week. And Blake Griffin's not going to make his debut tonight either. He hasn't played in a month, so he still needs to get in game shape. The Knicks return from the break to face the Bucks in Milwaukee. And Giancarlo Stanton Wayne hit his first home run of the spring last night. A Giancarlo blast. Yankees beat the Pirates in Tampa. A Giancarlo blast. Thank you, Brad. It is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. It is Thursday. It is the 11th of March. I'm Wayne Cabot. Three things to know. There's welcome news for Americans who haven't seen loved ones. For months and months and months, the CDC is relaxing guidelines for nursing home visits, allowing guests to go inside facilities again, whether or not they've been vaccinated against COVID. A second thing, lawmakers in Mexico have approved a bill to legalize recreational marijuana there. That could make Mexico the world's largest cannabis market. And Canada also has free cannabis, not free, but free to anybody who wants to pay for it. In New York City, people of color made up 94% of the marijuana arrests last year, according to the Legal Aid Society. The third thing, President Biden will make his first primetime address to the nation tonight at 8 on WCBS. Today marks one year since COVID was declared a pandemic. And that brings us to our 88 seconds in sound for this date, March the 11th. Pandemic is not a word to use lightly. In 2020, the first ever pandemic from a coronavirus is declared by the World Health Organization. We're deeply concerned both by the alarming levels of spread and severity and by the alarming levels of inaction. This was the date the NBA suspended its season. This helicopter crashed just over an hour ago here in the East River, now near 90th Street. 2018. There is at least one survivor. I know that much uh, from my own eyes. I saw him being... The pilot survives, but five people drown as a sightseeing chopper goes under. The helicopter doors were open as it crashed into the East River. The NTSB says the six people on board were on a photo flight. 2013. Sugary drink consumption is a key driver of the obesity epidemic in our city and across the United States. Mayor Bloomberg vows to fight on after a judge strikes down his first-in-the-nation ban on big sugary drinks. But he wouldn't win. 2008. Wall Street rallies as the Fed pours $200 billion into the markets to ease the credit collapse. 
2003, France criticizes the U.S. invasion of Iraq, and some U.S. restaurants serve up a side of snark. We decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to change our French fries to Freedom Fries in support of our uh, president, also our troops. I guess they don't have French vanilla ice cream or I guess not. French poodles at home. Well, maybe, maybe not. French manicures. That's interesting. 2002, the first tribute in light from Ground Zero, a temporary memorial that seems to have become permanent. Producer Michael Ahern told the New York Times. I do know that in a heartbeat, you can change people's mood if you change the life. We hear now from Deborah Rodriguez about a Manhattan school which is done making assumptions about mom and dad, or mom and mom, or dad and dad. Kids at a New York City private school are saying goodbye to mom and dad. A new guide at Grace Church School encourages students and staff to use terms like grown-ups, folks, family, or guardians, instead of making assumptions about children's home lives. The guide explains families are formed and structured in many ways, and using inclusive language reflects that diversity. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.